Hey everyone, welcome to the industry show. I'm your host Nitin Bajaj, and joining me today is Ajay Prasad. Ajay, welcome on the show. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, thanks for hosting us here sure. in your beautiful office. Thank you. So, tell us who is Ajay. So, first thing I would say, I'm a husband <laughs> and a dad, right, of two grown-up sons, and then I'm I'm also a recovering corporate executive <laughs> uh, and a serial entrepreneur. If you ask me, that's the, the shortcut in who I am. And I, I enjoy uh, traveling a lot. So that's my, one of my only hobby I have in life is traveling. So I do, we do a lot of traveling. Tell us what is Refugian? What is the mission, the vision behind it? Yeah, so, so Refugian is, is a very interesting story. Um, you know, I happen to own a bunch of other companies also that I've started uh, for some reason when I started I thought that it's much easier to make five companies that is doing one million dollars than you know one company doing five million uh, turned out I was right although I don't think it was such a smart thing anyway <laughs> running all these businesses but one of my business that I own is a, a is a digital marketing agency mm -hmm. uh, for healthcare providers and what happened in 1415 around that time there was uh, uh, all of a sudden people started looking at reviews reviews mm -hmm. became popular uh, and no one would make a decision uh, without reviews and we did some market research my clients are healthcare providers yeah. doctors urgent care centers uh, dentists mm -hmm. you know those are my clients uh, so what we found is that about 80% of the consumers would check reviews but unfortunately the reviews on the site was they were not really reflecting accurate um, mm -hmm. patient satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And the reason being that, and we all are guilty of that, people who are, who are unhappy tend mm -hmm. to write yes. reviews more than people who are happy, True. and you know, who had a good experience. Yes. So it always was more negative than, mm -hmm. uh, than uh, the, it should be. Now it, it has now two implications, right? For the doctors, of course, they are losing patients. Yeah. Uh, but even for the patients, they could be rejecting some really good doctors just because of, of the reviews. So okay. the so I, my first task was, I realized that, okay, no matter what I did uh, in terms of uh, marketing, end of the journey, they are going to check the review, yes. right, of the doctor. Yes. And, and the, if the review is not good, they are not going to go. Uh, and then during that process, I'm like, okay, we have to help and why so I started doing satisfaction survey because I was like, uh, actually one of the client, uh, when they wanted to hire me, I told them that I cannot help you because mm -hmm. look at how bad your reviews are. <laughs> because even I thought that those are the real. And when this person got so upset, I thought she's going to uh, throw something at me <laughs> because like we've been in business for 25 years. We have patients who are coming in. We have even 15, 20 years. What do you mean by that? I don't, so I opened my phone and look at the uh, the reviews, and she knew everyone. This one has this. So it was like very clear to me that okay, there's something wrong here. Mm -hmm. So I created some manual program to do that, and then all. And so I did two things. So I created a manual program to get more reviews, and then I started doing a patient satisfaction survey mm -hmm. in you know in the organization itself. Uh, it was very clear that the patient satisfaction result was not at all reflecting on the reviews, mm -hmm. right? The actual patient satisfaction. 
So, so that's when the refugian idea came because before it was all a manual program. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, why don't I create a software uh, th that where the patient can be asked for a survey, right? And then, uh, and then asked to write a review. Yeah. And the goal would be that the survey result matches the review results, yeah. right? Uh, you know, that was the goal. So that way it was helping both patient and the doctors. And that's what we did. It was not easy. We started, we created something, a tool for the website first. Mm -hmm. And then luckily one of my client, a large client, and they have 400 doctors about, and we were marketing 13 doctors for mm -hmm. them. And they came to me and they said, you know what, I don't need marketing for all 400, but I need this thing for yes. all, all my doctors. Can you do that? Because they were fascinated by getting instant patient satisfaction results. Mm -hmm. And then of course the reviews help. So this software, I had to ask them, can you sign a contract? And they said, no contract, but if you trust me, if your product, you can come up with a product, it works, we'll buy. So I just jumped into it. So we put like a lot of the resources mm -hmm. and in, in one year, we converted that tiny software into a SaaS product nice. uh, and went to them. They tested, they said, okay, let's test with 45. And the result immediately they liked it. So the idea was that we'll have a six month test. Mm -hmm. It turned out to be like a four weeks test. Nice. And after that they said, okay, let's do everyone. So the good news was that now we are getting a decent chunk of money, mm -hmm. right? So I'm not putting out of my pocket. And by the way, all the businesses I have created, I have uh, bootstrapped, right? My own money. Mm -hmm. So, so now I was not, you know, it was at least paying for itself. And then for one year, they were my only client because obviously when you create a product, it's going to be off your imagination versus what is really needed. Uh, it took a long time. So for one year, they were my client. They was like, hey, you know, this is not wrong, right? This is, but they were still paying me, yeah. right? So uh, one year by the, the next year in 2018 is I launched with them. 2019 is when we launched to everyone else, the product. So that, that's the, the story. It came with us simple you know necessity mm -hmm. right and then i also started to realize that is not just a necessity but uh this is not right what is happening right. because all these doctors are suffering and the patients are selecting wrong doctors mm -hmm. or not the optimal doctor for, uh, you know for them so so that that's a goal and we have 3000 uh, doctors using it right now and yes. and i can tell you that we analyze their reviews we analyze their internal survey that we do immediately matches 100%. So, so when, now when there are, we, I have few clients, luckily not many, who come and complain to me about reviews. How do I'm, how am I getting all these bad reviews? Mm -hmm. I show them their patient exactly. satisfaction. I say, hey, I cannot invent <laughs> happy patient. I mean, you have to make them happy. And that's where actually, uh, and that has, is improving the product. So mm -hmm. the one of the question that, uh, was asked to me, it's like, how can I improve? I think I'm doing everything right. And I'm like, yeah, but you have the comment that tells you exactly. Mm -hmm. And he went there, he said, AJ, there are like 1000 comment. I mean, <laughs> I mean, how do I, I, I read all of them and still I can't figure out what mm -hmm. to do. So that's when we went, we launched this, uh, you know, an analytical tool using AI mm -hmm. to make sure that now all these comments we can analyze right and we train the engine to mm -hmm. understand that this is doctor and all and and give an analysis to say mm -hmm. hey you know what 
your your bedside manner needs to improve, right? Okay. That's the biggest complaint people have, or the wait time is a is an issue. Mm -hmm. And and the and the best part was that now I have the whole, um, you know, I have like something like, I don't know, nine million comments, patient comments, oh. already. So I know what should be the, uh, you know, the what's the norm, what's mm -hmm. the average, and where they stand versus the norm. So now they are. I this tool is also helping doctors improve their operations. That's really amazing. It started from an insight that you had from another business. Yes. Got trailed into a necessity that yeah. was losing patients for doctors <laughs> and patients were kind of going, driving more distances. Yeah, or going literally to a wrong doctor. Right. Because, you know, if you are a doctor and, you know, in those days, by the way, these days is much it's different. difficult to fake yeah. Reviews, yes. But in those days, it was so easy to fake reviews. You could have faked reviews, mm -hmm. right? And all of a sudden, you know, they are going to this doctor who seemed to be really, really good, but it's not really. Right. I I had some many primary care physicians, my client, tell me that they send their patients to specialists, and the specialist, and then the patient will come back and say, "I don't want to go to this specialist. I want to go to this one," based on the uh, the reviews that they get, and you know, this this doctor in Newport Beach, and he was telling me, it's like, I know that the doctor I suggested is a better doctor than what they who they want to go to, but I cannot control that, right? So he, I said, fine, you know, you, you go there and you would write the referral to that doctor. So that's what I'm saying. So sometimes patients were even getting, um, you know, wrong uh, selection, right, in, in that whole process. So, so this, the, I, I really now see this as a essential, really for both patients and for mm -hmm. doctors. I mean, so much so that I've even created a tool where I'm giving patient a better view of the doctor because right. you know the, there are a lot of challenges. As a patient go to like six, seven different sites mm -hmm. to check, but they don't go to all the seven sites. Right. So you could have a bad review on, on Google, but wonderful reviews on Hellgraves. Mm -hmm. But if I just check Google, I reject you, right? So, right. so now we have we have even it's a, another product, you know. And this is the thing about being a, a serial entrepreneur. Yes. You, just you keep, keep on right. creating it. So I have created something that is for the consumers, not nothing to do with the with the business. That consumers can go and get a real picture of, uh, you know, what is how is the uh, review consolidated review mm -hmm. rather than just one site sort of thing. So it's great that you've been able to bring this to the doctors and the patients. I'm curious, what's your biggest challenge? It is not the fact that anyone thinks that it's, it's not needed, but the sense of urgency. So the, mm -hmm. the sales cycle is very long. Mm -hmm. And the reason being that people who are, you know, not in the decision-making roles <clears throat> like marketing, unfortunately in healthcare, uh, mm -hmm. marketing, don't have that kind of clout like right. I used to have in the corporate world when I was there where mm -hmm. uh, really I could go and fight with the uh, with the CFO right the mm -hmm. finance and say I, I have to do that so the marketing don't have a clout mm -hmm. so everyone in marketing knows that and and we will give them all the reason why mm -hmm. you need it right they reach out to us they I, will we will confirm mm -hmm. their concern uh, but then for them to convince their, you know, the all these uh, the senior executives or the decision makers mm -hmm. to implement it and get the budget allocated, that seems to be the bigger challenge. Mm 
Hmm. You know, and as a result, what we are noticing that smaller organizations, there, the CEO is generally interested because CEO is very much into it and it's like, hey, you know, our reputation is bad. They decide like this. So someone, a company with 10, 15 um, doctors takes no time mm -hmm. to do that. Uh, the moment you go to 500,000, it is like a, takes forever, the budget has to be improved. So, uh, you know, the, the value of having good reviews is not understood the higher you go up mm -hmm. in the hierarchy of the larger organization. Further away from your patients? Yeah, exactly. Because you're further away from your patients, mm -hmm. so you don't understand that uh, that need. And uh, and so bridging that gap is, is uh, I think, is that's our biggest challenge right now. Good. On the flip side of challenges come opportunities. What's that one exciting one that uh, is your focus? So right now our focus uh, and this also came by fluke, mm -hmm. you know, but then I, I realized that what is happening, uh, you know, there are already a lot of software companies who are in, who are selling to this, uh, to the healthcare providers, mm -hmm. right? Their services, for example, patient engagement right. software or uh, EMR, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so, th so these are, they are already selling them. So two things are happening. The awareness of navigation system, uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> the awareness of this uh, reputation management is there. Mm -hmm. you, you won't meet anyone who's saying, ah, I don't think we need it, right? So the awareness is there. So what these guys are doing now is they are realizing that they are getting squeezed by the larger organizations. Uh, so for example, Epic, mm -hmm. They are offering now. They have started offering patient engagement right. Uh, feature, right? Uh, you know the press gamey, another big mm -hmm. one. Now they are saying that we are offering navigation, uh, you know, this reputation management. Mm -hmm. So with this back and forth going on, uh, they realize that they have to team up with other companies. So like mm -hmm. startups or smaller organizations like us, we have to team up to give client a service that makes all of us look much bigger, right? Mm -hmm. and, and those are optional. Just like this epics of the world make it optional. Mm -hmm. uh, so that we see a biggest opportunity. So we have signed up and, and the reason I'm saying it came by fluke because there's one uh, you know, gentleman in the Thai actually and his name happens to be Nitin also. Mm -hmm. They have a, a EMR which is for optometrist. And, the, and their challenge was that all of a sudden, uh, you know, there's some of the unhappy, uh, you know, the clients are going someplace, other people are poaching. So he said that, you know what, I need to offer something more. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he talked to me and we can through API integrate our feature so that they mm -hmm. can just turn it on uh, reputation management from mm -hmm. their end. And all we need is the EMR integration anyway. That's the requirement for uh, Represent to be effective. Mm -hmm. So it's already EMR. So now what, the so first thing he did is he went and went to some, uh, some of the client that he thought he was in the danger of losing mm -hmm. and literally paid me, but just turned them on. They said, mm -hmm. hey, now we are going to offer you at no additional cost for one year, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this reputation management. And it worked. And, and that was like a light bulb moment again, right? It's like, oh, wait a minute, there are a lot of people like yeah. uh, like this. So we have made a concerted effort on there. We have already 
uh, signed up like three, four uh, channel partners. Mm -hmm. uh, and with each channel partner, the, the opportunity, so that way we cross market each other's product and, and candidly, uh, most of the time, my channel partner's product is already, so how many providers don't have EMR, right? right? So they already, so it's not like, and I am very honest with them that, mm -hmm. listen, uh, you know, it's not like, don't expect to get a lot of business from me, channel partner. I'm happy to highlight the fact that you are a channel partner mm -hmm. because I, I don't have any client who, uh, yeah. or prospect who don't have EMR. But I can bet you that 90% of your, your client don't have reputation management. Yeah. So, so, so that's the, the most, you know, I think that the fantastic channels I'm, uh, another example I'll give you is the IPAs. Mm -hmm. So one of the IPA here that you may have heard of GNP is called Greater Newport Physician. Mm -hmm. And you, I don't know if you know IPAs or not. These are the organizations that the, the doctors join and they take care of the billing and everything. Okay. Now, and they charge a percent. The challenge is the doctors can, Suddenly, you know, his doctor's wife comes and says, "Why don't you get billing from this, my friend?" Yeah. And you know, and they leave, and which is which is happens. So what GNP is doing now is they are offering reputation as a complementary hmm. uh, thing to all their clients. They are saying, "Hey, you know, you get uh, reputation management, you get reputation from us, and pay us the money, right? Because now they are able to retain, retain. more yeah. of their clients. So yeah. it's a win-win." Ultimately, so that that's where uh, so that's where I see the biggest opportunity right now. And again, you call it uh, fluke. I call it curiosity. Like you keep looking for <laughs> opportunities, you keep your eyes and ears open. That's what brings about these uh, possibilities. Uh, you know, I tend, I do believe that when any level of success you achieve, yeah. uh, luck is a big factor. So the reason I am saying fluke is is luck. I mean, it just so happened that Nitin. You know, if he had not talked to me, right about this thing, it would have not occurred to me. So, that, so that's why I'm saying. So it is. That's why I said fluke. Mm -hmm. It's it's like a, you know, the lucky break, right? Sure. So suddenly someone asks, and then you say, wow, you know, this is a channel. True. That we should go after. Now, as you look at more of these opportunities coming to you, and as you're looking at the future, I want to pause and take a look back in the rearview mirror. Sure. And uh, talk about two instances. One, where things exceeded your own expectations and there was success beyond your imagination. And another one where things did not work out as you had expected, it was a failure and uh, became a lesson learned. <laughs> Let me talk about failure first. Sure. So two years back, right, uh, I had some uh, very successful people in this space who have exited at uh, 10 figures, mm -hmm. right, uh, in the healthcare, in the healthcare area, uh, got very interested in Repigen. Uh, I brought them in as advisor, mm -hmm. right? Uh, didn't ask for any money or anything. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, I took their advice very seriously, in the sense that uh, when they advised a bunch of stuff and, and I'm like, who am I to challenge them? Yeah. I mean, they are so successful, so they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And completely changed my strategy because based on their input, mm -hmm. right? It was my money, again. Right. I ended up spending at least $250,000 mm -hmm. and wasted one year of progress. It was turned out to be a complete failure. It was now, in retrospect, I'm like, how come I was so dumb? It's so obvious to me that 
what they were talking about was not is not relevant for business at my mm -hmm. uh, level but again you don't introspect and uh, so my biggest lesson that I've learned is you should never follow anyone blindly True. Uh, if you respect someone is perfectly all right you know and we respect a lot of people right. but just because you respect someone doesn't mean that That's they are always you. going to be right right, right? So, so that would be that was my my biggest failure I'm still trying to recover from there, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the success you're talking about beyond my imagination is, as, as I told you, I have a bunch of other businesses, right, mm -hmm. that, I, that I had created. So I created one of the, the business just as a test case. It was mm -hmm. a transcription business uh, for my marketing, right? And then I hired this young lady out of Castle Fullerton, you know, as a frontest person and also my, my first employee, right? you know, front desk person and to do some uh, my accounting and mm -hmm. bookkeeping and she knew and all that, right? So uh, all of a sudden I thought that I was in the high-tech world because my receipt from shoebox <laughs> went into, started going into QuickBook and all that, right? And I was getting a monthly P&L report and all. So I hired her and this particular business, I was not even transcription business. It was more like a guinea pig for my marketing. Mm -hmm. So I had someone in Indiana managing it, and one day she came to me and she said, why are we not doing this and this? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, really, you have checked? <laughs> uh, I was so surprised because the friend is person, you don't expect them right. to be even curious. And she's like, no, and I'm like, I really like this girl. And then she's like, uh, you know, I can do that if you want. Mm -hmm. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> so I was like, okay, you, why don't you do it? And she started, she took it and this was a business that I had one time my wife, I remember had asked me, it's like, what the hell are you doing, you know, with this transcription? And I'm like, who knows? I mean, one day it may pay our, make our car payment, right? You know, that was my expectation from that business, right? And Beth took over and all of a sudden things started to improve, more phone calls started getting converted into customers. Mm -hmm. The she started hiring and testing and she came up with a bunch of testing for all these transcribers to make sure that we are getting good transcribers. She worked with my India team, the development team to to make uh, the user interface user friendly and everything. She just took charge. Right. She just took charge. She didn't ask for that. She didn't ask for a raise or anything. Mm -hmm. She just took charge and literally after like six months when I saw what she was doing, I went to her and I was like, Beth, run this business, nice. you know, do manage my finances, hire a front desk uh, person okay. because I, I could see that when she's doing that and someone comes in, it's like, yeah, what it's all about, okay, I know this is what we do, it's like, no, she's way too more valuable. So suddenly from front desk, she had an office, we had a small office, but it, sure. we had a room, right? So she had a room, she had a front desk person, you know, she made few blunders, uh, hiring and, and, and failing with the front desk, but I was there and I, I supported her. And she made this thing such a huge success that forget about making the car payment. It can probably make right now 10 home, home payments for me. Wow. So it, it, and it is still there. She is now the president. She runs, I don't even know what happened in that business. She has like five people reporting directly to her. 300 independent contractor transcription, wow. 300 plus all over the country. Um, you know, she's part owner of the of the company. And it's like, turned out to be massive win-win. And not, not just for me financially, 
but I I am so happy to see her yes. where she is. I am so happy, you know, all the people that, that are working. I mean, she gets, she forwards me all the time the notes that she gets from transcribers in a small time USA uh, where there's, there's no job. Mm -hmm. And so these are the people who are making $20, $25 per hour. Uh, and, you know, and someone is saying, I was able to buy my grandsons, uh, you know, all my grandkids gift for Christmas for the first time, wow. you know, thanks to you. So, so it's just making a difference for everyone. True. You know, this is like a really uh, turned out to be a very win-win uh, situation for everyone. So, no, and awesome. of course, I have many, 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 I, I think 13,000 plus happy uh, customers. You know, we have already done something like 9 million minutes of transcribe. Wow. transcribing and everything so all in all big success so yeah. really happy for you and really happy for Beth that uh, it, this worked out it thank takes, you it, 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 it takes trust both ways for something like this to obviously that's amazing I would love for us to move to my favorite part of the show okay which I call the one-line life lessons would love for you to share some of your life lessons with us sure so I, I will you know so one thing that I have, you know, and my mentor, you know, told me a long time back because I, you know, I came here, went into a corporation with two years into this country and all at school. So I didn't know anyone. And, and one of my mentors long time back said, uh, so a couple of things that really stuck to me. His number one was like, always focus win-win. So he, his thing was that even in the, amazing scenario where it's a win for you and, and lose for someone else, walk away. Hmm. You should only do deals which is win-win, which I really took it to heart, uh, so much so that I would, in the beginning, in the corporations, right, you know, we'd have vendors and I, as in marketing, as I started to move up, I had more and more budget under control. And the few times as a CEO, I would said, oh, you know, maybe I can squeeze the vendor. I can ask for something else. And he would say, AJ, you want to make sure that they also walk out. And, you know, he would not in front of them, but he would always remind me. It's like, make sure that when they walk out, they feel good about, you know, this relationship. So, so that is my biggest, you know, I always focus on that, the win-win the uh, relationship. Uh, the second thing he, he told me, which I have always implemented, life lesson, is when there is a difference in understanding, right? So for example, uh, you know, you thought that, oh, you know, this, I, I should be able to cancel this uh, relationship anytime. But the, the contract actually says that you have to give me three months notice, right? He said, anytime there is a conflict, even if you are right, give them the benefit of doubt. Don't think that they are there to cheat you. Maybe that was their understanding and you don't want to leave them with a bad taste in their mouth, right? So as a result, I do that. You talk to my people, you know, we sign contracts and uh, there are times when, you know, we lose clients just like everyone else. And if they come in and they say, this is what my understanding, we don't ask questions. We said, oh, sorry, but I just want you to know this is what it was. But no problem, we did, it was our fault. We did not highlight it, so that's what it is. So that, that is like the two things that I learned from my mentor to be, how to be a right. And by the way, he was the most beloved uh, CEO I've really seen. I mean, this guy, don't ask me, I mean, 
obviously he just picked me up out of nowhere i'm just sitting there as a lost someone right where i was a hard worker so i was the first in last out and he just chose to become my mentor literally he said you know mentorship lunch he asked his secretary to set it up so and we are still very good friends obviously he's like 80 years old but anytime when he now he lives in bay area if i go to bay area i will have you know as a family you know now you know minu knows them very well so so that so those are the two lessons i i learned from someone else but i implemented uh then as an entrepreneur i have also learned that you want to make sure that you believe in what you are doing so it needless to say it has to be win win for you and your customer but but you should believe in it you should feel good about it right in order to uh, in order to sustain and the reason being that you will get you know amazing ups and downs when when you are in especially entrepreneur you know the way i explain it is when you are in corporation working for a company right your stress level is like this right mm-hmm. you know live it up down depending on boss's mood is good or you have a deadline when you are entrepreneur your stress level is this the fluctuation this is how it is you have highs and lows right you want to make sure that you like it enough that when you hit the lows you don't give up because you i even i cannot tell you how many times i thought about quitting going back into the work uh, workforce mm-hmm. and every time it will remind i would remind myself that again but i won't have my control right so my reason for getting into business was i wanted to control you know my life and i had to remind it so you have to go there for a good reason you have to like what you are doing right and make sure that it's a win win right for you and your customer uh, and and i will give you an example that it varies like i have some clients who um who are in who who provide loan to people who are i guess no one else gives loan mm-hmm. right at at high rate hard money loans yeah hard money loan now i would be uncomfortable doing that business but when you talk to them they are very comfortable they are saying aj who is going to help them yeah. your car is broken you cannot even go to the office tomorrow so how do you do that i um, so in their mind they are providing a big benefit right so again idea is that it you know and i don't challenge it right so but it is for everyone to decide but make sure that you know that you are in a business that has a real value uh, you know definitely uh, and then the the other thing i would say is um, don't get into entrepreneurship <laughs> unless you have the the fortitude to deal with the hard times because you will have a hard time no matter what other people say you know we tend to look at the end results mm-hmm. you know but we don't look at the journey aspect of it uh, of that that person so just make sure that you are again uh, and and the only way you can do that you have to have persistence right it's it's persistence is is the key for entrepreneurs uh persistence doesn't mean being stupid or stubborn that i will just keep on doing the same thing persistent is also means okay it didn't work but that doesn't mean that it's a product is a failure right take a step back try to fix it mm-hmm. you know tweak it so that's what i mean by persistence you have to have it right and and one thing uh you know and, and i had that uh and it will come to me but 
but i mean i i would say these are some of the the main things that the life lessons that i have learned uh and and then trust people that's what i was going to say i uh, i think we talked about it also earlier i'm a big believer in that where i would rather trust someone and and let them break the trust yeah. then assume that they are they are not trustworthy and you know i'm very big into that and 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 as a result yes you know i do i get cheated 100% you know i have gotten you know but then then i get people like beth you know i i will tell you interesting story about beth she was like 6 months barely 6 months into the uh, working for me so not big success or whatever but don't ask me what happened and i may now and th- i think like maybe the, she could see how much i trusted her she one day she just walked into my office and said i just want you to know that unless you fire me i will never leave you mm-hmm. and she was making 700 dollars a week so it's not like she was you know and you know that was her thing it's like i will never leave you uh, and and i really think that maybe or stress i don't ask me what happened but i think that by my attitude of trusting i do have people who are happier you know working you know all my associates i mean they uh, and then even in india you know india is cheating is is rampant mm-hmm. right and even there some of the i have my i've been in business for 18 years and i have probably 20 people who have stayed with me for more than 15 years uh and they will not leave me is is there the same thing is like because i know i'm not paying them highest if they wanted uh but they they like i guess being trusted and 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 they take it very seriously so you know even my head of uh, technology it's not a news world that he's woken up at 3 in the morning to fix some kind of issue that we have and he has never complained he will never be annoyed you know even all my employees here they really appreciate it it's like god you know even when i talk call is he that you know i know it's 3 in the morning there and i never even hear it's like oh hi okay let me check and so i you know i'm i'm that way i think that i'm one of the reason i'm blessed with right people is because i also trust them so so i i always i always i i feel sorry for people who are look at the first thing they look for is how is this person going to cheat me right you know what's the bad thing about the people is like you know, just look for the good thing and and most of the people are good you know very few people i i know who i mean i you know i had experience some but as a percent a very tiny percent who are trying to uh, you know really get Uh, un uh, you know unwanted benefit kind of thing mm-hmm. just because you are trusting and also you just you will find out then you just you know drop them and that's it it's it, no one no one has cheated me so much to make it fatal <laughs> it's like oh my god now i am on the street you know you shouldn't be that stupid <laughs> but yeah. other than that i think trust as much as possible that will be my last thing and that is like more more like not just business just in personal life also yeah. you know the more you you trust people they trust you and you have a good good relationship yeah we send out good vibes we get good vibes back yeah exactly i i, I mean i i am i'm a big believer and that that is something i learned from my mom mm-hmm. so again it's not like you 
I wish that I could say that I'm, I was genius. I came up with all these real life experiences. But yeah, you know, I, you know, I have used them, and and I am I don't regret them. So those that I would say is definitely you should do that. Ajay, thank you so much for sharing your one line life lessons, but also for sharing your story and your journey with us. Congratulations on all of your successes, and here's to a lot more of them.